Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. You could try to play, but you're never gonna beat me. Look the other way, what I'm doing ain't easy Bloody hands stain from the people who deceive me Muddy hands break through the chains, go free me Looking for change, looking for pain Pulling a mob, pushing a train I'll never stop, stick to a lane Pick up the pieces and go rearrange I'll be the best above all the rest, put me to the test and Expect nothing less, you check as I'm chess, what's happening next year? He got the venom, a tangible weapon, no coming in second, this life is a lesson He got a new engine from pain, it's a blessing, new focus, no guessing, just bought an obsession I'll in his possession, you got the retention, I'll leave an impression and take your redemption Just kill no discretion, your mind is a weapon, 11-11, it's time for progression, oh! You could try to play, but you're never gonna be me Look the other way, what I'm doing ain't easy Bloody and stain from the people who deceive me Bloody hands break through the chains, go free me so he's been looking for somebody who could save him Instead of searching inside for what they gave him A strong will, strong mind causes mayhem We could change the world, change times, rearrange them Staying on pace, running the race Life is a chase, I don't want a place I want to be first, work till it hurts Dehydrated thirst till I'm in a hearse oh, High ambitions in the right mind Can take you so far It's like you lived a few lifetimes Take off from a break off from the weak minds They can stay soft You can change lives You create thoughts Never waste time You got one shot You got one life Better pop off What do you like? Make a dream job No 9-5 No mean boss Just my life and free thoughts You could try to play But you're never gonna be me Look the other way What I'm doing ain't easy Bloody hands stain from the people who deceive me Bloody hands break through the chains, go free me People like sheep move feet, hurt it easy You don't wanna be fast asleep when they see me Better stay tall, ready for a fight, believe me When they try the chains, you can say no, free me And welcome one, welcome all to the Dan and Rob podcast this week on the podcast, Ukraine is Putin up with Russia's attacks. <laughs> EU stands up for FIFA and LeBron James. I mean, really? La Jim. La Jim. All that and more on tonight's compact episode of the Dan and Rob podcast. So, Dan, Dan yes, sir. this is what we're doing. Let's we do had it. some comments from the last episode. Which was Uh-oh. a mixtape. Still continues to be the mixtapes. This yep. is us just learning how to bake the good goods to give it out to the people. Coming to it the best way that we know how to do. Trial and error. I think it's the best be, way to do definitely it. Definitely be some errors. Oh, for sure. For sure. For sure. 
So I was thinking that this week when we have a conversation, not everyone's gonna gonna have to be so deep, but it's just like you have to reflect what's going on. Very true. Right. And who better to talk about international war than the two time back to back OIF number one and OIF number three victory royale squad winner than yours truly. Really? That's that's quite an accomplishment. Uh, yeah, yeah, you know, uh love to tell you all the secrets, but uh it was mostly just everybody was better than me, so I just stuck with them. Pretty much how I play Fortnite and Call of Duty is how I did war. You're really good. I'll just go with you. I'll be fine. And be like, wait a minute, I know what your PT score is. <laughs> no. PT scores, that's how you so you figured you want to shack up with them. But well, good. yeah, because I was like, if I'm about to die, could this person carry me? Dan, I was 180. Oof, man. I haven't been 180 since like sixth grade. I haven't been 180 since forever. <laughs> Thank you, anxiety and depression. You're a treat. So how I figure we could talk about the Ukraine thing and what I'd really like to do is to have a conversation with you about it because how this podcast, I think, is going to work, and a lot of people might get this and they might not, is that it's always like Dan's father was a vet. So Dan has a lot of experience in the in the active military world, right? Yep, I have a I have a small glimpse of what it's like. Yeah, and it's, and like you get the lifestyle because it had to be harder on you as a child, bouncing from area to area, having to make friends everywhere you went. It actually became a lot easier and a lot more fun, to be honest with you. Did as it? a smaller child, I didn't like it so much. But as I got older, it was really cool to get to go to different places and meet different people and see like different sceneries, different, especially when we got to go to Germany, got to go there twice, got to go to New York. How old were you and, when you went to Germany? Uh, the first time I was really young and then I was about six, six or eight. So still not old enough to drink. No, oh no, 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 I was never old enough to drink. I used to, to hear that. stories about uh, kids just showing up in German bars being like, give me a pint. And they'd be like, all right. Yeah, I, th- I think the legal drinking age is really young, like 15, 16. Yeah, super young. Yeah. So the experience from you moving place to place, like for me, when I met kids at like camp, I was at like Bible camp or whatever. Like I would always be super sad that I knew that I wouldn't ever see them again or it'd be forever since I'd ever have a conversation with them again yeah because like i grew up in a time when long distance phone calls were not cheap oh yeah that and writing would take forever oh but, like, who wants to col- write a letter who wants to write a colonial time letter about your snapshot of six months of your life right <laughs> <laughs> there is nothing there is nothing on this earth that will make somebody look as stupid as making them write a letter yeah much because then they're like, oh, I don't remember how to spell this. Just yep. guess. Where's my spell check? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The worst and then be like the too. grammar Nazi being like, that's the wrong version of there. Yep. It's an apostrophe. It's because uh, it yeah. is. Yep. Oh, so much stuff I hated that I love now as a child. <laughs> grammar. Oh my God. Yeah. Because like now, na- like there's so much to this. And I know. We want to keep this tight and compact, but it's important when we, when we talk about this, that we understand where you're coming from and where I'm coming from. 
So you went as somebody who bounced around place to place and found the beauty in it early. Whereas when I joined the military, it was it was me. I didn't really have any friends here. It was mostly all family members. I I don't there's oh, this is going to sound horrible. I don't have a single friend that I was in high school with that I'm friends with today. Yeah, but how big, was your, how big was your graduating class? Hold on a second. I was seven out of eight. Okay. Yeah, that's probably why then. More than, well, I'd like to point out. My, my like, Warren's class. right up the road. Oh, mm-hmm. I grew up in a four school town. Okay. So okay. calm down there, big city, big dreams. I'm just telling you. We have Eisenhower, Warren. Like 200 plus in my graduating class. That's nothing compared to what we have here. Okay. Anyways, we're getting off the subject. Are we really about to throw down about who has the better system here? It's clearly us. Less diversity, smarter people. Funny. Ooh, was it? Bet your bet your top ten in your class. Uh, <laughs> the funniest thing I can remember. Now this is what I remember. It might it might not be how it happened because as we remember things, we add shit to it. But this is what I can remember standing up for my. I didn't. I wasn't the valedictorian. I, I was literally. I know the person's name who was after me, and I won't name him. But damn. Um, so when I got up there, like something hit me, like Napoleon, something. Somebody had said something. I think the speaker gave a speech, and was like, uh, Napoleon was one of the worst people in his class, and I just thought it was funny because I was like one of the worst in mine. And at this point in time in my life. My parents were making me go to this place called Erie Business Center, which yeah. we could have conversations and say that there were definitely people at Erie Business Center that I became friends with that I was still friends with throughout the military and my deployments in Iraq. But it was never the relationship like you and I had. Right. So. What I want to do with this. What are we talking about? We're talking about friendships, right? So a lot of my identity is found in the military so it's my very core i i I signed up for everything knowing what i was going to get into i don't think any of us actually thought we're going to go to war since we just popped off desert storm not too long ago and usually conflicts were about 10 so years apart but you always have people doing crazy stuff with the world trade center and stuff so like the constant training like what i was in hawaii and i got activated a few times for us to be like, uh-oh, stuff might be popping off. Like those kind of drills. But today, the goal is for me, as a former army guy, to do two things. One, try to wake people up, I guess, would be the best way to try to describe it. I mean, that sounds like I'm trying to use woke verbiage. But what I'd like to do is... Perspective. That, You're trying to gain people your perspective on it. Well... Different perspective. Uh, I, I would like to give you a perspective from a perspective that lacks politics, politics, politics. I don't, I don't want what I'm about to say to be like, oh, that's so left, oh, that's so right, because I can tell you, and I've openly identified myself as a conservative, that I see some conservatives saying some stuff on the news, and I want to punch them in their face. Because it's bothersome. Like, uh, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. 
so the goal is is that I want to sell you on my course of action and talk to you as if you were just a random layperson who didn't know what's going on. Yep. And try to get you more interested in what's actually going on versus um, all the stupid stuff and stupid opinions. And look how big that shadow casts. That's a nice light. Thank you, Logitech. Um, so here's my selling point. Here's how this goes. Back in the 90s, when the USSR was a whole group, uh, big, bad, cold war, right? Eventually, we tore down the German wall. Germany came back together. Brothers, sisters, families, never seen each other for like 50 years. Got back together. Which the anniversary of the length of time the wall was standing versus the length of time the wall has been torn down. I'll have to get those dates better. But that just recently passed. So there was an anniversary for that. However many days up it was, it was equaled that many days since it had been torn down. So it was like the anniversary. Nice. So for me, talking on camera is hard because I see that light and I'm just like, why are you staring at me? Stop looking at me. I don't like it. We're all looking. Say something funny. Be, make us laugh, magic man. No. The hardest part about talking about war or talking about an action is the fact that a lot of people don't grasp it. Like they can look at a war movie, but they don't know the stuff that went in before it and the stuff that went after it. And even when all this bad stuff's going down, you're mostly relying on every bit of instinct that you have trying to push you through everything. And it's just also emotionally taxing and exhausting. But the thing about it is, is like when you find yourself under extremely challenging circumstances, you just, those are the moments that you just look back and be like, mm, like that was amazing. Right. Yeah. And like, I've only had a handful of those times, but as far as the world goes, I think this could be that moment. There was, if, if we were to have a conversation about how all this started, when the USSR broke up, Ukraine had nuclear missiles in their country. They couldn't use them because all that stuff was in Moscow. But Ukraine had the access. So it was in 1993, 1994, under Bill Clinton, when the USSR, the United States, the UK, all had a conversation with Ukraine. It was like, hey, dog. We'd like to get them nukes back. And Ukraine was like, mm, why? Like, well, Russia's scared. Well, don't worry. If you get rid of them, we'll provide you security. Bang, bang. Right? Yeah. Now, the other thing that I don't like is when people are like, when in history have we ever helped? Has anybody ever helped us? And I'm quick a to point lot. out. A lot. A lot. A lot. Yeah, yeah. So before the French started running for Moors, uh, they helped us in our first one. Yep. In the Revolutionary War. And as as much as people want to say this Ukraine-Russia thing is simply just like brothers and sisters fighting, no. No. Like, I feel bad for whoever worked for you that wrote that down in your production notes 
And you were like, that sounds good. I'm going to run with it. Because I feel like, I feel like when I see these things, they just find some like the, the weirdest tangent to go from and start from there. So I want to start from here. Countries that are sovereign are sovereign for a reason. There is nobody has the authority to come into a country and do things unless the UN votes on it or it's a law, right? Because everything comes down to lawless and who, who does, who follows laws, which is the other thing that's bothersome because you can see how on an international level, how policing worldwide and into the United States can kind of correlate because you're kind of seeing you're, you're seeing in America some people being like, no, it's the system that's broken. Don't punish the criminals. Well, when you don't punish criminals, bad things happen. Same yes. thing in the international community, right? Now, look, I don't think putting troops in Ukraine was the play. I don't. But let me let me point this out very clearly to people who have been asleep for the past two years. Our military intelligence has been terrible. Dan, do you remember their estimates on what they thought Afghanistan? I think I think they said that we would we would go in there and kind of take it over in a short period of time and turn it around in like a less than like a fifteen or ten year span, I think. How long were we there, Dan? I mean like we're still over there and we haven't won anything. Uh, we've pulled our troops out of Iraq or Afghanistan, Dan. Mm-hmm. The war that Obama called a righteous war, yeah. we've pulled people from. Yep. I wasn't going to make this political, but it's it's important to point out that we're still in Iraq. Like we yep. still have people in Iraq, but we're not in Afghanistan. The intelligence has been bad. Uh, it, the intelligence in Afghanistan was terrible. Uh, with and it was, it was bad because we weren't doing the assets that we needed to give the Afghanistan people in order to ensure securing the country. Also, going to be honest, when their president bounced, I mean, that kind of showed you what, what, uh, what it was about. Because that's kind of always been Afghanistan's thing. Like somebody wants the power, so as long as there's somebody there giving them something, but the moment they're, they could be like murdered for it, uh, I'm a bounce, which is why I kind of have crazy respect for clerics and those guys at Guantanamo because like they stick to their convictions. Like they're willing to send people to bomb us, but we can't find people in Afghanistan in power who are like, nah, I'm going to bomb them. Yeah. Uh, anyways, the intelligence was wrong in Afghanistan. And the intelligence was wrong here again. And it's frustrating because if you are going to have a belief that a government has your best interests at heart, it can't come tell you consistently things and then be so wrong, right? And then on the flip side of this, we're going to see Vladimir Putin expose himself in ways that 
I don't understand because I've never seen troop movements be so bad because there's there's lots of planning that goes into movements like this, like yeah. staging conversations, sand tables, route. Rec- it's a lot of work that goes into it. Our convoy to Iraq, I think, was a couple day, a couple days of like, we I think an LT built a nice, beautiful sand table. It was like pristine, like A plus plus for his work. Um, and like we would just go over that sand table and we talk about this is what we're doing here. This is the execution here. This is who needs to be here. This is what happens if this doesn't happen. So like we had fallbacks to fallbacks, right? They had scenarios, had scenarios you were running through together. Yeah. So let's let's break down this uh, this Ukraine situation. All right. So what we have, and th- and this is what I love, because I think it's so funny how America's turned its face away from it. With some people being like, "No, it's not our problem," but I'm over here like Lin Manuel Miranda. Are you watching this shit right now? Because, like, this Zelensky guy is, like, the next Hamilton. I, I know you didn't watch Hamilton because it's a yeah. musical and it had black people in it. Which... Well, no, I don't, I don't like musicals at all. Yeah, that's why you didn't watch it. Okay. No, no. So, so first, wait, don't, we get, don't get me started on La La Land. Right? Uh, oh, that wasn't great. Yeah, Did you like not... it? No. Okay. That's why uh, I cut it off at 45 minutes, man. Oh, you made it that far? Yes, I couldn't. I was like two minutes in and done. Uh, I actually that was the first time I ever emailed Apple and was like, I want a refund. (laughs) And they were like, okay. They're like, we saw you watch two minutes of it. Was there a problem? I was like, no, I was just trash. Like, thank you. (laughs) Uh, Anyways, about Ukraine. Here's the thing. Uh, Ukraine's been an independent country for X amount of years. It has not relied on Russia for X amount of years. Other countries like Belarus, uh, who have been a Russian puppet, certain areas of Ukraine have been kind of annexed away with pro-Russian separatists, which, you know what? That sucks. And then you have Crimea at the south that was given up by president obama um here's the thing the original intel was like putin's moving these people and they're going to get slaughtered and it's going to be over in 24 to 48 hours Mm -hmm. that hurt my feelings like they were just going to rush up in there and smash it and get out yeah occupy it there was yeah and I, I don't like occupations because occupations turn out to be bad. Yep. But something happened. And I see it through the 1776 lens, right? Like, just imagine this. And, and this is why I'm kind of jealous of it to a certain extent. I love my country, but I love being entertained. And uh, this Vladimir Zelensky guy. Did you know he used to be a stand-up comedian? No, I did not. That's it. My man uh, used to talk shit about Putin's last Ukrainian president and was like, you know what? I'm throwing my hat in the ring and I'm going to do this. Dan, you know, it's look. And again, for the past two years, I'm aware that there have been some crazy 
weird things in Ukraine that have happened with Trump, Biden, and the man who can't smoke enough Parmesan cheese. I get it. But none of that stuff means Putin just gets to put in people that just rip a country away from its leaders when it's a sovereign country. So the 24 to 48 hours hit. And as we all know, I, well, not we all, but like I still have some people out in the field that do some things and, and give me some good, good every once in a while. And I like to watch the news to see what, how long it takes for them to give me something before I hear it on the news or start to mm-hmm. start to hear things pop up because it's always cool to see, hear something first and then see it pop up. And what's coming. Yeah. So, so when I had heard that we were going to offer him an out so he could try to run stuff from the United States. My man said, I don't need an exit. I need ammunition. So give me, give me some stuff. Dan, he's taking videos on the streets with soldiers as the Capitol's getting attacked just to show people that he's still there fighting with them and for them. That's insane. Man. Got some balls doing that. Our president still yeah, thinks the Matlock episodes he's watching hunkered away are still live new episodes. Or living in the Truman Show with that guy. Oh my God. I think it's the worst. It's the worst. And here's the thing we don't have to. And let me get straight to this. We don't have to send a single soldier to stop this right now. And I'm going to tell you why. Russia screwed up from the very beginning. I don't know what went, went wrong with their planning phase, but I can tell you that their equipment phase was absolutely botched. Their supply chain, absolutely botched. We've given Ukraine seven days. No. Tomorrow will be seven days, right? Yeah, a week, yeah. We gave Ukraine seven days to do all this shit on their own. Okay? So, like, the first 48 hours, oh, my God, Dan, did you know the intel was wrong again? (laughs) The intel was wrong about Russia after just being wrong about Afghanistan. Is it possible, Dan, that the intel is wrong? Or is it possible that the chiefs who get the intel or maybe pushing the wrong stuff. Probably. It's probably a, probably a bit of both realistically. It probably is because I'll tell you this. When, when you get a lot of information in, it's, it's, a, it's a lot to go through. But wars definitely seem more political than they should be, which is gross. But anyways, back to me stopping the war. Right, because that's what we're doing. This this war in Ukraine's happening. People are talking about we need to be energy independent. I don't care about energy independence. I don't. If I have to pay ten bucks for gas tomorrow, uh, fine. But I'll definitely be more particular about where I'm going from. Right? Like maybe I'm not going to make a drive to Kansas on a weekend. Maybe I'll just take that first class uh, plane trip to old uh, Kansas City, Missouri. Can you know? Wouldn't that be a nice little vacay? We don't need to send troops. All we need to do, one, 
establish a no-fly zone in Russia. This would be a lot easier if there wasn't like a huge convoy. It was like 15 clicks outside of Kiev right now. But you don't need to put a single American soldier to establish a no-fly zone because of our over-the-horizon capabilities that, you know, Biden might have mentioned once or twice when he said that we'd have those capabilities in Afghanistan, even though in that strike with a drone and faulty intelligence, we killed kids and a U.N. social worker doing some work with information that we got from the Taliban. Mm. So you really see how all this intel is just not the greatest. So what do we do as humans then when there's bad intel? Just be a human. Look, cops, it's their job to protect the public. Right? We don't like to see people get murdered and to think that at any point in time, a month or two ago, Joe Biden looked at George Stephanopoulos in the face and was like, well, an incursion wouldn't be so bad, but an invasion, that would be something different. And, and Joe Biden, the same man who said that he was going to stand up to Putin. Man, he was taking a nap in Delaware all weekend, Dan. He was eating ice cream and oatmeal. Sniffing a few kids as he was walking out through the city. Yikes. Wow. A president of Ukraine was on the streets with his people, fighting with them, fighting for them. That is the basic premise of the 1776 right there. Hamilton, all those guys getting together, vehemently discreet on many parts after the creation of the Constitution and how the country would be ran. But they were unified in the idea that F that dude. Like King George is Putin and Ukraine is us. And they're like, nah, dog, we're good. Yet some people in the media are trying to make it out like it's just a brotherly squabble. And we don't find that hard to find that hard to believe. There's no squabbles like that between uh between brother and sister that end like that. Well, back to my five-point plan. Uh, I don't like it when people talk about escalating things because the moment you killed somebody, you can't escalate past that other than killing more, mm-hmm. right? So here's the thing. One, no-fly zone. Two, drop pamphlets over all Russian areas of that all Russian troops are in in Ukraine and give them the opportunity to turn themselves in. And then after that opportunity has been given, immediately then drone strike all Russian defensive positions. The purpose of this uh, counterattack is to specifically show uh, support behind the Ukraine people, because what I'm thinking is, is if all we do is just push the stuff from Poland into Ukraine, we could reload, rehash, resupply, and let them fight and push the people out. Like, we don't need to set a single troop over there, because these things can sit in a van outside and just magically show up 8,000 miles from here and just hitting people nicely because they're playing Call of Duty. Yep. But the scary thing now, Dan, is the response of the EU. 
And this is something that's important to think about, too, mostly because of how World War I ended and how World War II began. The Russian people are not our enemy. Would you agree with that? Very true. They're only they're they're subject to their leaders or they're appointed or taken power. So, so they have very little control of what happens. If anybody understands how the USSR has been formed, it was formed for like 50 years. But I think Lenin was it Lenin then Stalin? Oh no, I'm horrible. Stalin was definitely in there. Okay. But that was that was during the Nazi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it was Lenin then Stalin. And mm-hmm. and Vladimir Putin is basically a KGB agent who loved that part. I feel like Vladimir Putin is catching that Donald Trump make America great again bullshit. He's trying to make Russia great again. Yeah, I, I feel like it. But it's an interesting take on it. Well, the the other interesting take on it is whoever was telling him his troops were ready were lying to him, which means in Russia, when you make mistakes like that, I'm sorry for your loss of life. Yeah. Because now here's the problem that we're running into, Dan. I think I understand what they were trying to do, but they would have been just better off killing a few troops, sending their bodies home, showing it that way than literally by trying to cancel a whole country. Right? Yeah. I mean, I appreciate it when people are sitting there trying to dump out the vod- the, the Russian vodka. But if you think I'm about to dump my Grey Goose, I don't even know if that's from Russia. I don't. I don't think, I don't think it is. I don't think it is. I'm not, about, I'm not gonna going to throw alcohol away because it comes from a stupid country. That'd be like no. me saying, hey, I, and I find this funny. Hey, I'm going to throw my $210 Nike shoes uh, that were made in China away because no. I want to buy those new Ukraine two lows. <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's like, come on, man. And it, this is what I think happened. What part did I just leave off? What part did I just leave off? It is we're not about the, the Russians. About not about three, FIFA. Three or four. Yeah, yeah. The EU. We're at the EU. Okay. So we're at the EU now, right? And so and, and they're doing the right thing, putting those sanctions on. But I'll talk about they're doing no fly zones. That's crazy. Uh, the e, FIFA, people aren't playing the Russian team mm-hmm. in FIFA. And I'm just like, it, look. They're making it social and they're. Yeah. they're they're stopping people who live there hey, and not the people responsible. Cancel culture people. Hear me out real quick. You can't cancel a country. It's not how it works. I appreciate it. Uh, not sure if you know how communism works, but most of them ain't getting shit anyway. So calm down. Please calm down. All right. Uh, I'm not sure how these Russian civilians are going to feel when they lose their job or their bread goes up 2000% because if the idea of the EU was to piss off the Russian civilians and think that that was going to rise them up against Putin, I'm going to tell you right now that that shit's going to backfire so hard because they only have a state controlled media. Very little people have unrestricted and unfettered access to the internet. And there's nothing worse than having somebody blame your poverty on a legitimate reason that makes you want to rally up and fight. 
steps are going to be hard to to get that accomplished. Yeah, and, and then what's the litmus test to bring him back in? Yeah, nothing really. They like, won't believe you. you. Do? They won't believe you. Like that—that's the thing. The thing. Putin wanted to push nuclear bomb is is not the thing that blew me away. The thing that blew me away was is they didn't think about a instead of us just you know pushing back. What I liked in the beginning, Ukraine fought on its own and held its own. It did its job. Get in there and help them. If Poland wants to push forces, I know personally that there are some people going in there, getting ready to do some work. All legal, I assure you. And they're going to do their thing. And not everybody that's going in to do their thing is somebody going in there to be a cold killer. Some people are just going in there because we're really good at getting stuff. Some people are just really good at getting there because they're really good at a global supply chain. Some people just go there because they want to help lend a hand. Just give a smile to somebody. Give somebody a break that was working in an orphanage for X amount of hours because they haven't had any time to process that their husband's out currently getting shot at fighting for their country while we sit over here watching these blowhards on the news who haven't been to Baghdad on a bad day in years. I mean, like maybe my last day was like May, March, 2006, probably, probably no. March. Cause I, I went to uh, Carson, you know, six. So, the thing that really frustrates me about it is that we can do more and you're hearing stupid things by the same people who were in charge last time that did stupid things continue saying stupid things like for Pelosi to get on not Pelosi for Jen Psaki to get on the news and be no, we're not going to do a no-fly zone because that would require putting troops in Ukraine. No. You see, no. see, no-fly zone means if there's anybody flying that's not authorized, a, a missile's coming for you. Whether it's from a jet, a helicopter, or oh, is a predator drone. Yep. Like this, this, this concept that we have to put troops in harm's way. And can I just say, I don't like the fact that death exists, but it does. And I don't like the fact that military people get hurt and sometimes killed in training exercises, but it does. Like the army exists for a reason. The air force exists for a reason. Marines, everything exists. I have no idea why the coast guard exists, but Hey, they do some good things. I hear space force. Mm. I would join that if the end game was either I get to fight a predator or, or an alien. I would do that. Other than that, no. Live long and prosper. Have fun. You know what I'm saying? So that's it. It doesn't have to be about oil. It doesn't have to be about energy prices. It could just yeah. be about us being able to do a good and noble thing because when it comes it doesn't even have to be nation building. Like I'm hearing so many people say so many things. Like they're trying to say, compare this to Iraq. No, it's not Iraq because this is a sovereign country being invaded by another sovereign country. Not the same. Yep. Russia isn't the world power that we thought it was. So when we've been seeing this going, we're kind of like, wait a minute. We've been scared about this for a while. That's kind of odd. 
So the best part now would be to have sent people in there and be like, all right, we're just going to push you out. Thanks for coming. Have a great day. We don't want to kill you. Please go over here. Right. And then if you kill any of them, full scale into your country until you want to quit. It'd be a a dramatic, uh, dramatic effect to do that. I I get your points. They're they're definitely valid. Uh, They're they're definitely uh, on point with with following through with things helping out i think it's a, a good idea as far as punishing as far as the banks that i saw and then uh what else that i saw i saw about the the soccer cancellations and uh admitting them into other different games and even even some tennis a tennis pro said she didn't want to play the russian the russian individual because she was from russia which is just kind of weird again she can't control the 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 country's political or army or they, they don't have any control over that. It's just, it's, it's kind of asinine for people to think that just because they're from Russia, that they're pro Russia or pro this war, just like a lot of the Americans weren't pro to go to Afghanistan or Iraq and do the things that they did, but we're, we're part of the country. And sometimes you have to, you have to roll with stuff like that. Well, that's part of the stuff that we can get into too, because again, President Bush made a compelling case about the weapons of mass destruction prior to entering and because of the inaction of Saddam Hussein to let Hans Bliss go in there and inspect it, he was in violation of those specific UN regulations, which is what gave Bush the authority to go in and do what he did. I mean, that's what happened. So, like, if you don't want your country messed up, comply. Because what happens is, is these polls are terrible. And it's why I genuinely don't care if my opinion is popular or unopinion, because give it time. At one point in time, hundreds of people in California signed a petition and voted against Prop 8. And all it took was Kamala Harris to not defend it in the Supreme Court for it to go away. So that was an elected leader doing an inaction on a vote that registered registered voters chose to do. But again, I don't care. It's no. just like one of those things where government exists that sometimes they choose to do their job and other times, eh, eh, eh. I definitely, definitely liked your points and, and they're definitely valid. I appreciate your thoughts and opinions on that. If, uh, if you want, we can just move on to uh, to the Lakers if you want. Talk about LeBron James and, and their struggles. This is like manna from heaven. There is nobody I hate for no reason more than LeBron James. It's kind of, it's kind of weird. They're, they're definitely not uh, They're not bad. They're, uh, they're what? They're... See, in the standings now, they're ninth. They're 27 and 33. They're 21 and a half games back of first place in the West. There's and no bubble to save them this time, Dan. That is that is correct. There's, There's no, no bubble. bubble. There's no bubble to rally everybody and to focus. There's no Orlando. There's no more. He even said in an interview on his barbershop show on HBO Max that uh, uh, hearing about Orlando gives him PTSD, that he doesn't like it. That if he were to get traded there, that he would retire. 
So uh, it was it was pretty funny to hear that. Th- their struggles are mighty. Um, that you know he's definitely had a good season, but been injured. Anthony Davis, who's you know been a preliminary top you know ten big man in the league, has struggled mightily this year, especially with injuries. His three point percentage is way you know down. Comes down to Dan. What's that? Stop being lazy in the offseason. Put that work in. Pretty much. That's what I'm hearing. Well, that, that, and, that and they have a lot of older guys, too. You take a look at Russell Westbrook's horrible contract, which everybody knows about. Take a look at bringing Carmelo Anthony. He brought in a massive amount of veterans and not a whole lot of, of young players okay. to help you out. So you're doing the thing that they do on news. You're just you're just, blizz, just breezing by everything that's so important just to get to your point. But that's what it is. There's well, the reason why they is. have Carmelo Anthony. That man is earning vet minimum. But yeah, because everybody else is making a massive amount of money, their contracts are are so high that they can't afford anybody else, and they have to bring in older veterans to supplement that time. But in doing that, you leave yourself strapped on not only defense but team defense and offense, and how other players want to react with those other players, and the chemistry is just not there for them. See, that's the reason why LeBron James will never be the goat to me ever. First off, you got stopped by J.J. Berea of the Dallas Mavericks. I have never seen a man get put to... How tall is J.J. Berea? 5'10", 5'11"? Look that up on your phone real quick while I go on this rant. Good day. LeBron James didn't even win a bunch of titles when he was like, not one title, not two titles, not three titles. Now you win all the titles. No, you didn't. Back off. Then... He what? You that was when he went back to Cleveland, right? Yeah. And then you got lucky. Kyrie, <laughs> Kyrie would got got that shot off. Was Clay hurt yet? No, no, no. Everybody was healthy. Everybody they, was fine. They were they were up. Uh, they didn't have KD for that one, right? Nope. They were up three one. Yep. Then they, they were three one and lost. Yeah, that's right. They were up three one right. and lost. First, the lead. first team. Oh, Green was the reason he was out two games for that technical. That's what it was. That's Maybe. exactly what it was. Maybe. Oh, there's no maybe about it. But look, it was still it was still what the two game two games that I made what three three. So you're telling me you can't come back from that if after you already it's a one game sample size, Dan. I don't like those odds. Fifty fifty. At best. And the thing if that that game was classic game. That that last game. Oh, I was so mad at your house watching it though. I wanted to be so good. So much hate. So good. It felt so good to see. It felt so good to see LeBron just give. And here's the reason. Look, I don't like LeBron James because I think he's largely a tool because I think that wherever he goes, he thinks he knows everything. And then when you bring in everybody that he, that you want, look what happens. Yeah. Almost every place he's went, it's been a disaster after he left Cleveland, after he left uh, Miami, after he left. And then Cleveland again after he left. And now we're looking at the Lakers less than, what, three or four years in? Four years in? Yeah, I think he's got three or four years. Well, I think he's got a player option at the end of the season. Well, yeah, that's why uh, That's why they reported that his agent was talking with the Lakers executives already. Speaking of power-hungry people like Putin, exactly how did LeBron James wiggle this to somehow a guaranteed team somehow going to draft Braun? So he can play with them. How would that work? Like, could I he? I don't think. I don't think that's how it would work. He'd have to almost be a free agent 
while his son was being drafted for that to happen. And then well, he can't be a free agent choose... you drafted. You'd have to go into the no, league. No, no, with... no, no. LeBron would have to be a free agent and just go to whatever team he he gets drafted by. So then that kid would have to be like, hey, I don't want to be in the draft. I just want to be on your team. Yeah, they would have to do some sort of deal for like a second. Like, I think right now they're only projecting his son to be like a second round pick at best anyways. Mm. So it's not going to be like a, a top 10 perennial pick. I'm, I don't think that kid's ready for it. Like, could you imagine having to hear, like, hey, Brad, what's it like playing with your dad? That kind of sucks. Kind of a jerk. It doesn't pass the ball to me. I think it, think, I think it's different from from being his son to to watching him play and taking his advice. Man, it, it's got to be it's got to be good. Oh man, that, I hope that, so. that that dude that dude's gonna go down as one of the statistically statistically one of the best players there there is for LeBron James. Will absolutely, yeah. go down in history as one of the best statistical players. Mm-hmm. But you know what stat isn't better, Dan? What's that? Six and zero. Yeah, well, how many how many times did Jordan get beat by the Pistons before he reached the Dan? Bottom? How many times did LeBron get beat by JJ Brea? Once. The whole series. Once. Like, just think. I sit here and tell you that Jordan went through a Larry Bird Celtic team. He went through the bad boys off the back-to-back, so he mm-hmm. dethroned the bad boys. And then he went through the Lakers, the Blazers. Showtime Lakers. Showtime Lakers. They were in Showtime Magic. They'd be oh, they, had, they had Magic and James Worthy and stuff like that. Yeah, way past their prime. Oh, very true. Yeah. Um, Jordan's versus, what was that? You had Bulls versus Blazers. And Lakers, Blazers, and then they had, uh, was it Suns? No, Suns were later on, right? They had Suns, right? I thought it was, I thought it was Suns and then Utah Jazz twice. Yeah, for the second one. I don't know who the third one was. Oh my gosh. They were blanking. That's bad. There's no way. Bulls beat Seattle. Seattle. Yeah. Freaking Seattle. So it was, it was Suns at the end. And then it was Seattle and uh Yeah, I'm glad we forgot about the team that's no longer in the city and was moved. (laughs) Yeah, there you go. Durant played for him for you. Yeah, I know. It's weird, right? So what do you think? Uh worst GM in the league is LeBron. Oh totally. Uh number two is Rob Palenka. (laughs) The the league. (laughs) Then I don't care after that. Yeah, pretty much. I'd have to go with like Orlando after that. Yeah, I really can't say anything about Philly because I think they're on the right path. They got two good players. Yeah, they they messed up the Jason Tatum day and pick him. Did they get to keep that? No, man, they traded him away for the right to Brooklyn, right? Because now he's wearing his brother's jersey number thirty. Who? Curry. Oh yeah. 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 But yeah, man. Mm. Thought that was uh thought that was a good good snippet there with the LeBron part and having everything said. Yeah. I think we're I think we're winding up on our little bit past our our goal time here. We are. We are. Yeah, but past, past our goal time. But Dan, 
I'd like to thank everybody. Do we have time to thank them? Sure. Go ahead. Let's fire away. First off, I'd like to thank you. (laughs) You know who you are. You sat here and listened. Maybe you didn't listen to the whole thing. That's fine because I said something mean about you anyways. Just brush past that. We're thankful you came here to listen to us. Uh, We're thankful for telling your friends uh, that you listen to us. We're thankful you don't share this stuff on Facebook because we appreciate being low key. Remember, mixtapes aren't sold in stores. It's a work in progress. Uh, But thank you for your time. Thank you for your effort. Thank you for showing up. Um, I hope we can have a deeper conversation about Ukraine tomorrow on my Facebook live page at some point in time. All depends on how pissed off I am about everything or if I need to just, you know, jump into some Fortnite. Probably be Fortnite. Probably be Fortnite. I wish Queen's too much of work. So that's it this week from the Dan and Rob podcast. Say hi, Dan. Thanks a lot for stopping by. Hopefully we'll, uh, we'll see you next time. Yeah, hopefully we will see you next time. Again, I'm Rob. That's Dan. This is Dan and Rob podcast. Please send all email inquiries to the Dan and Rob podcast at gmail.com. Uh, the DNR podcast on Instagram. What's the other one, Dan? Which the one? Dan and Rob podcast at gmail.com. Yeah. That's, uh, uh, well, I don't even know what our Twitter is. Who cares? Just email. I don't, think, I don't think we, I don't think we use Twitter too much. Yeah. I just jumped on there to talk shit to Benzino just to see if we can get him to interview with us. Wouldn't that be amazing? Wouldn't it though? Oh my God. I would be like Benzino. I would talk so much shit to your face right now. Hmm. I don't care. Why am I supposed to be afraid? Can't make fun of you. You seem like a good person. You just write horrible raps. But at least you're on the magazine that can make people make or break. Wow. That's it, Dan. I think I think we did better. I think it's pretty good. I think it was I think it was a hundred percent increase since the last time. Did you want to stop the recording? I'm gonna get ready to stop the recording. <laughs> right? So uh love you, brother. Thank you for love taking you too, the time to talk with me today. And no uh March, March is coming. We're going to come in like a lion, so be ready for the next episode. As always, have a great night, and thank you for just you being you. Have a great day, and hope you survive the nuclear blast.